0: Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Jazz. And today we are bringing episode 13 of season 1. We know the titles are all, all over the place it seems like. Mine said Primal Desire, The Struggle for Trust Part 9. Is that what you yes, had? Nine. I've got that one too. Okay, perfect. Alright, we're bringing the energy. We're picking things back up this episode. That last one, a little bit of a snooze fest, but we got through it and it pays off for sitting through that one because this is a great episode what did you think it is um yeah last episode was kind of i thought something big was going to happen when i first watched it and i was kind of let down it was a big fake out they kind of faked us out but this is what we came for let's get into it Jean is where we left him last in a room with a malfunctioning odm and a titan right outside and at this point i feel like he's thinking thanks a lot aaron yeah, he's definitely thinking about Aaron, and he's like, wow, I had I put my trust in Aaron, and what do you know? I'm about to die because of him. Now I'm in a room like this. His ultimate goal is to recover what is hopefully a working ODM off of a soldier who looks like died from some falling rock. Yeah, that's, that's a bad way to go. Not even getting eaten, but just a random rock falling yeah. on you. You wouldn't feel like you accomplished a whole lot that way. Yeah. It might be a quick way to go, but a, you... You don't have a whole lot to show for it. Yeah, for sure. I, when they say we don't want soldiers to die in vain, well, that, that soldier might have. <laughs> this is what they're talking about. We, uh, we cut back to an overview of the city where it appears as if the situation is getting worse and worse. Titan's just filing in. Jean finally gets an opportunity to make his way safely to the ODM, but unfortunately, it's defective as well. And as if that wasn't bad enough, the titan he was trying to avoid popped a U-turn and is right back on him. Yeah, it's it faked him out, popped back on him, and first off, too, he was way too nervous trying to get the ODM gear off the dead body anyways, which who wouldn't be? You have to take deep breaths and go yeah. about it slowly. Slowly, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Methodically. Methodically, yeah. Dude. But Jean did not do that. What a word. I'm... <laughs> I'm feeling good tonight. I'm just letting like, you, you know. Read? Did you do the summaries of the dictionary? I'm just up? warning you right now. I'm feeling good. Like okay. The blood's pumping. This is going to be one hell of a podcast, okay? Okay. You strap in. Did you uh, take some of that liquid courage like Pixis? Whoa. No, 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 no. All natural, baby. Okay. Thankfully, everyone's best bro, Marco, has watched on the sidelines with Connie and Annie long enough, and he's decided to dive down and help John out. Which, from what we've seen, is not very typical of the 104th Cadet Corps. They seem to kind of like to hang back and just hope for the best. Once again, though, just another example of Marco being best bro. He He's just, the best bro. He, Everyone's sitting there watching. He jumps in. And because of that, Marco and or because of that act, Connie and Annie also jump down to start helping out. Which allows John, he manages to get enough use out of this defective ODM that he pickpocketed off this body to uh, to get into a spot that promises safety for at least a moment. Yeah. Um, again, though, just clarifying on Annie and Armin, or not not Armin, what am I saying? Annie and Connie jumping down with Marco. I feel like everyone likes Marco so much because he's such a nice guy that even Annie, who is said multiple times that she just wants to go off and do her own thing she even jumps down to help yeah i think that they thought in their heads like okay what are the worst things that could happen we jump down there and die or worse we don't go help they both survive and then marco comes back and he hits us with a i'm not mad i'm just disappointed (laughs) And that would just crush you. Oh yeah, I would if, be so crushed. If Marco, best bro Marco, gave you a cold shoulder for a little while, I can't imagine anything <laughs> worse. So anyway, everyone regroups with uh, Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> everyone regroups. Johnny boy. With everyone. everyone regroups with John, and Annie tells everyone to look over there, and we hear some heavy stomping off screen we get multiple quick shots of different characters having their attention drawn to said stomping when it's revealed that Mr. Friendly Nice Guy, a.k.a. Aaron's Titan, has picked up the boulder and is making his way to the gate. MFNG, baby. Let me just say, as a five foot two, 255-pound bodybuilder, I can tell you that this is just terrible lifting form. This is awful. His neck is going to be killing him tomorrow. I don't know how his neck is still standing. (laughs) I mean, just. No one's spotting him. This is awful. It's like he's using his neck to carry the thing. (laughs) You ever hear people say, don't lift with your back? Just because they thought you knew not to lift with your neck, but Aaron didn't, and he's going to have serious spine damage for the rest of his life because of this. We cut to Mikasa, who I can only imagine is being so turned on by this, she can't even stand it, when Armin comes over and completely kills the mood. Like he always does. (laughs) She's probably even more mad when she realizes that Armin came over to tell her that Aaron has picked up the boulder and is trying to seal the gate because, yeah, we could tell. We (laughs) know. We noticed. Captain Ian helps everyone refocus on the mission at hand uh, by telling them to protect Aaron at all costs. So he says it for the fourth time. Yeah. In the last 15 minutes. It's different this time, though, because now we're actually getting somewhere. Now, before Aaron was just smoking from the face, sitting down, he's at least standing and attempting to do something. Which Ian should have turned to Rico and Matavi and said, I told you, I told you guys, fuck you. That's what he should have done. Speaking of Matavi, Ian startled to see him and his squad completely ignoring their ODMs. They're taking a page out of the book from last episode where no one was using their ODMs. Because they're all just doing wind sprints on the ground. And the good news is Mitavi does threaten to shove his sword up some Titan ass. Which was good because I just like to hear that someone other than Reiner knew about this second weak spot. Yeah, and the Titan instantly heard him too. He heard him and he's like, he turned around as soon as he said it. Yeah. as Here's a hint, Mitavi, you elite soldier apparently. When you're going in on foot... Stay quiet. They're like, wow, these guys haven't even recognized us. I'm going to shove my sword up their ass. And the Titan went, uh, excuse me? Yeah, and any time you're going to stick something at somebody's butt, you got to do it secretly. So, so, <laughs> Mitavi, who's so frightened because this Titan turns around, does his best Captain Worryman impression by portraying absolute horror and then begins to run away. You remember that Captain Worryman guy? Keith? (laughs) Yeah, we made that mistake a couple times. Uh, No, his name is Captain Worryman, or Kits, as some people like to call him. Yeah, no one should call him that, Captain Worryman. (laughs) We get some inner Aaron monologue who feels like he's being crushed, no duh, because of this boulder, and then he noticed Mikasa, he notices... Mikasa and Armin, and is worried that they will become Titan fodder. And then he's like, "Did I sleep on my neck wrong last night?" I love anytime they say Titan fodder. How many times have you used the word fodder in your life? Um, as many times as as we've said it on this podcast. Yeah, I think that the same goes for me. It's just a word I haven't used a lot. But yeah, I used methodical earlier, so I'm expanding. You might hear me. Drop it a couple times. Yeah, it sounds in the like future. you've been uh, keeping keeping up with your words in the dictionary. Things start falling apart a little bit as some random soldier yells for Aaron to hurry up, slowpoke. And in the process of being an asshole, he's scooped up and killed immediately. <laughs> he stops what he's doing, doesn't even worry about protecting Aaron anymore. <laughs> says that and then gets scooped up and devoured. The nerve of this guy! I mean, if he's going to criticize him at all, say. Lift with your legs, not your back, Mm -hmm. or your neck in this case. But no, he decides to just say, hurry up. (laughs) While Aaron has like a seven-ton rock on his... (laughs) Seven-ton rock (laughs) trying to save humankind, and this guy... This guy's trying to make a dinner rest at 7.30. He deserved what he got. Meanwhile, Matavi who we've spent a couple episodes with now, he just gets a quick stomping on, and we're never going to see him again. Okay, this is... When I first saw this scene, I thought it was Aaron that stomped on him, but I realized it wasn't. Okay, so it wasn't? The reason I say that is because Matavi was luring Titans away from Aaron. Right. Right. But it makes the way that the scene is portrayed, it really makes it seem like Aaron just stomps straight on Mitavi. You see, I wasn't even paying attention to that because I, I'm so gun-shy at this point. I had to like rewind and make sure that it was Mitavi so we didn't have another Keith Kitt situation. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Because we've got a fire on our ass, my friend. we got to tighten it up around here because... We're going to start lose it, losing viewers quicker than we can gain them. And yeah, we've gotten like a total of zero emails about that. But yeah, people are pissed off yeah. about that. Jeez. We go back inside Aaron's head who's thinking about Armin outside the window. It's a similar shot from the last episode. Uh, Armin is asking him why he wanted to go to the outside world. This is a little long, so stick with me here. Because Aaron has a poetic response. This is beautiful. All right. He says, from the moment we were born, we are all free. Those who deny that freedom, no matter how strong they are, it doesn't matter. The firewater. What is it? The ice lands. What's out there doesn't matter. Which is good because we seriously, he's going to be let down by this firewater. It's not that big of a deal, I don't think. But anyone who's seen the outside will have achieved the greatest freedom in the world. For that, I would willingly give my life. No matter how terrifying the world is, it doesn't matter. No matter how cruel the world is, it doesn't matter. Fight, fight, fight. Yes, I I fucking love it. This Aaron is annoying, in my opinion, up to this point. A lot of times, I'm annoyed with the guy. But after this scene, I was like, all right, you're annoying, but I'm on your side, bro. Let's do this shit. It's a good, good, Mm -hmm. like, little speech there to himself. And then you also cue the intense music and the scene of poor squad leader Ian getting chomped. Oh, dude, that was brutal. And everything's just falling into place. It's just... A lot of emotions. Yeah, Mikasa just stares at him while he's getting eaten. Sink into the... Well, she's like, yeah, that's what you get for calling Aaron my boyfriend. (laughs) She's not ready to go public like that. Yeah, she was was only a couple feet away. She could have killed the Titan, but she just decided to let him go. Yeah, she she just (laughs) let him go. The battle is starting to turn back uh, into our direction. We get Rico making a kill to help clear out Aaron's way. And Mikasa does a sick power slide that she chains into an ODM launch towards a titan that she then kills. I was about to say, that's the uh, titan kill of the week for your boy Chaz. That's a great combo right there. A little power, little knee slide. Beautiful combo. Launched right back. She got all of her momentum going one way. Shoots right back in the other direction. I like seeing it. Wavy as hell. We see Armin who I mean he's not killing any titans but he does yell go Aaron which I felt like helped out a lot. So good job Arlert. My boy Arlert. Aaron reaches the gate and he places the boulder right into the hole. Mission success. With beautiful scream. Beautiful monstrous scream. Yeah. And then he somehow says fight in the I guess that's his mind saying it. Okay, yeah. His mind is saying fight while he's throwing the boulder into it. So he lets go of the boulder. He then reaches for his cell phone to give his chiropractor a call because, (laughs) trust me, he's going to need one. On a more serious note, Rico begins to cry because she realizes that all the soldiers' death weren't for nothing. Like, she tried to keep telling Aaron about how many people were going to die. And after seeing Aaron's neck, she's probably thinking, wow, that guy just tore up his neck for everyone's freedom. She She came in a little hard, but... You know She's starting to get emotional, realizing that she just had never won. She can't believe that they did, and so she's sinking into that for a moment. Yeah, and it's kind of a a good slap in the face to her. She's like, I can't believe we actually won. Well, no shit. You had a 15-meter Titan on your side that you tried to not have on your side for two episodes. You must not have a very winning mindset, Rico, or whatever you said it was in your subtitles. Rico. She uh, she launches a yellow smoke flare as she states that for the first time ever, humankind beat the titans. Which I don't know if you can really call it. You know, I don't really know if they beat the titans or if they kind of more just. No, they won a battle. Yes, they won the battle. Yeah, they won a battle. Haven't won the war. They won a battle. Stop trying to <laughs> shit on this victory, Chad. I'm not shitting on the victory. It's just. This it's kind is, of a long uphill battle. This is um, the closest thing they've had. What what comes second well, you're to this? Right. You know, you're right, because we haven't talked about the most important part that's coming up. They did actually win the battle, and the reason they won the battle is because of what I put all of my money into the stocks of the fixed cannon. You're getting ahead of yourself. Shut up. Let's <laughs> keep going. Pixis sees the flare and sends in more troops to ex- extract the elite soldiers. We get hit with a calling card, and let's be honest, they're running out of things because they're just letting us know once again that Titans appeared 107 years ago, nearly devoured the entire human race, because they tried to combat them with cannons. I feel like we've had this exact one before. and I'm just not believing that story, because the cannons, to me, they... Well, you shut up about the cannons. (laughs) Good God. Rico states that the Titans are coming, and they need to head back to the Wall but Mikasa isn't going anywhere until she gets Eren. Shocking. Armin is already working on getting Eren out, who has parts of his body fused with the Titan, and he's also running an incredibly high fever. So like 99.3 probably. Yeah, close to 100. Get to your closest minute clinic and get some uh, medication for that. COVID. Whoa, gonna have to edit that out. Rico cuts him out, and we are faced with two Titans, one of them who is Titan of the Week. I like to call him the Hungry, Hungry Hippo Titan. He's a serious mouth breather. He's just walking around with his mouth stretched as if he's getting ready to eat the biggest burger you've ever seen. I think his jaw, he's definitely got some locked jaw. He's just hungry, man. He sees humans. For so many Titans to be around this area... The pickings were kind of slim. I've got to say, I was a little disappointed in Titans, but the episode itself I liked. Um, Chaz, remember those scout regiment guys we learned about a couple episodes ago? Uh, Like Levi and Irwin? That's exactly right. They made it back. And Aaron starts to come to just in time to see Levi take down these two Titans and then turn to them call them kids and ask what the hell happened here. He's like, we leave you alone for five minutes and this is what we come back to. It's and, like, <laughs> and I would give him the Titan kill of the week, but Mikasa still takes it from that kill she had just earlier. And Levi did it so damn fast, we don't even know how he killed him. He, he was just so, came and sliced him. He was so pissed that he had to turn around halfway to their destination, if even halfway, that he just came and he's just taking care of business quick. Uh, the narrator tells us that... Okay, yeah, here we go. This is what I'm talking about. I'll fight with you now, Chad. You're so anxious to get here. The narrator tells us that it took an entire day to wipe out the Titans. Yeah. And don't be mistaken, it wasn't because of how many there were. It was because Hundreds, they decided to use the thousands. cannons to do it. That is the smart... Okay. There, was, there were like 43 Titans... They just had to run cannons all day. Ronnie, first off, you're, you're missing the point here. The fixed cannons are what saved humanity in this point. Aaron saved They killed saved all humanity. the titans. Okay, They killed all the titans. There was probably, I think they said there was a thousand titans left. Aaron's one. neck saved humanity. He wasn't carrying a single cannon. They shot the cannons off. They weren't even paying attention. They just kept shooting them. They're like, whatever, we'll just slowly do this. It's no big rush. There's just titans out there. When Aaron was knocked out and all they had to go off of was uh, cannons and Armin's asshole, they lost 20% of the soldiers. And now it's taken an entire day to wipe out the ones that are just like drooling on themselves because of these stupid cannons, dude. I'm tired of them. Well, they, they did their job. What more can you ask for? The few that wouldn't get close to the walls were mainly finished by the scout regiment. By the way. In the process, though, this is kind of cool, they caught a 4-meter and 7-meter Titan alive. Took them alive. Yeah, they looked creepy. They had all those, like, wirings around them and stuff. Um, it was almost like they were little torture pets. Kind of freaked me out a little bit. Kinky. However, we still have 207 dead or missing and another 897 injured, which, okay, before we were trying to figure out how uh, all these guys were dying. Tell me in a world where everything I've seen to this point just shows Titans grabbing people and then eating them or just chomping them down, how are 897 injured? Well, what do you think is happening to all I've, these people? They had to all be injured before the cannons came into play because the cannons are what prevented even more injuries and not having to be out in the battlefield. Um, so you're saying you don't know? Are you saying, wow, Ronnie? That's a great question. I have no great, idea. It is a great question, Ronnie. It's just it's weird, right? Every time we see a Titan pick up a human, they like rip them apart in two or. It also de- on their head. It also depends on what they define an injury as, as well. Like, as a sprained ankle an injury? Like, It's true, but at the same time, 897 is so much more than 207. I just don't... we getting that many sprained ankles? Yeah, it's like four times more than that. Stop worrying so much about the cannons, because honestly, ankle braces will probably do better work against these Titans than the cannons will. Anyway, I just thought that was weird. So... Even when they thought they were going to be able to celebrate this victory, they couldn't because so many people died. And honestly, I had to. Th- you have to think that it's the Titans coming in, maybe hitting houses and stuff that they were near, and that that's fa- true. The debris falling on them, just yeah, debris, like that. debris. I can buy into that. And it has to be initial, the initial right when they came in. Okay, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's fair. Even though, like. We haven't had a hold on this for a while. Like these, t- A lot of these yeah. Titans had already been in here. Exactly. Just kind of weird. But I would, honestly, I would talk about it with you longer because I really don't want to get to this next part because it's so damn sad. Oh, no. John comes across Best Bro Marco's body. Oh, and and he looks terrible. Half of his face is gone. Oh. Best Bro Marco. And we... The sad part is we didn't see what happened. We didn't see anything. Rip. You know, some people say, this is how we run things differently around here, Chad. Some people say dead silence on a podcast isn't good. I'm calling for a 10-second moment of silence for our friend Marco starting right now. If you make any sound, okay, I'm going to be pissed. So don't. Okay. Okay, that was beautiful. All right, thanks for joining in on this, listeners. Um, not a whole lot of podcasts you can get moment of silences on, but that's how much we respect our characters here at the AOT Chronicles. It's all about respect, baby. And here's another thing, too. We're only 13 episodes into this series, but this hit hard. It had, I mean, he was just... And he wasn't even that big of a deal like the first few episodes, mm-hmm. but then he's just so friendly and... He really grew as a character these past few episodes. He helped Jean as far as, you know, the whole captain speech, everything like that. Anyway. And you got to think, too, we got to think of the time period of when he actually died. It had to have been after Aaron picked up the boulder. Mm-hmm. Because before then, we see him with uh, Annie and Connie, and he's helping he them swooped out. He in stuff. just swooped a few in. minutes ago to help. So it had to have been when Aaron picked up the boulder. I don't know if he was trying to, you know, protect Aaron, we don't know. I mean, he clearly wasn't just, like, eaten by a Titan. If anything, it looks like maybe he had a snack of Marco, but I'm going to stop talking about it. Marco would want us to move on, and so... Which he could, I will say this, too. So we're not moving on. We're not moving on. I want to say one last thing. He could have been eaten fully and then spat back up, because then we find out in this next scene. We do. We get to that... And I'll argue with, well, I won't argue, I'll question you once we get there. Because first, um, you know, Jean's thinking the same thing we are. He's trying to think the last time he saw him, wondering if anyone saw how he died. When a field nurse comes and just has no sympathy right. Oh, she's yeah. just trying to find out his name, she won't quit asking for his name. It's like she's seen this a thousand times. And I'm sure she has, and well. her bedside manner is just terrible, though. It's weird, though, because the wall's been broken into twice. It's like this has happened 40 times in her lifetime. That's true. She's just all business. It's like, hey, take a second, okay? Uh, she kind of makes a good point, though. She does. She's saying, you know, we need to be safe. I get everyone's wearing masks as if there's a disease that could presumably spread because of, like, dead titan spores dead titan sport and I'm it kind of seems just, to be like a whole fog yeah, around the city just a bunch of dead body i guess bacteria maybe can, just not safe yeah. so they're you know taking precautions jean finally tells her the name and i know i'm asking you a lot of the questions but you remember how much you love that it's a cruel world right oh yeah you love that how cruel is it that these titans don't even digest these humans, and uh, as you said, just throw them right back up? And they're just big balls. They have big balls of people and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure about Marco, is because I don't know. I don't know if this mucus that's around him, if it eventually dissolves. It seems like if Marco was swallowed, he would still be in some of this mucus. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they. Maybe a titan just ate half of him and got tired of him. I'm thinking something else is going on. Anyway. That's just, it's just one thing after another with these Titan guys. You think, wow, they're terrible. And then you realize they don't even have to shit these people out. They just throw them up and they just keep Mm -hmm. eating. Annie's looking down at a dead body with tears in her eyes saying, I'm sorry. But Reiner comes up and tells her that apologizing won't help but giving them a quick funeral will. Which, Which, if I'm a dead person, I don't exactly see his reasoning there. He's like, you know what? Just forget about him as quickly as possible, and that'll be the best thanks we can... The best apology we can give to him. Yeah, he he kind of acted like the nurse right there. <laughs> Aaron, he wakes up in a prison cell with Commander Erwin and Commander... Or Captain Levi. He's not a commander. Captain Levi outside waiting. Do you say Erwin Erwin? Okay, well... There's actually three ways you can say it right. Yeah, I'm do you, glad you asked. How do you think? I feel like people, Irvin. if anyone starts really listening to this, people are going to be all over us with the names. With the accents and with the different dialect and stuff, there's three ways that I've heard people say it Irwin, Erwin, and Irvin. With yeah, v. I've noticed the Irvins too. So pick one, say all three. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm fine with whatever. If people have a problem with it and they want us to say it one certain way, please type it out for us. Yeah, that's fair. You can type it out for us. Let us know. I think for now, I'm just a middle-aged, young, white guy. I'm going to say Irwin just because I feel like that's... I'm also middle-aged and young as well. I'm (laughs) middle-aged, young, old, white guy, and... As if I would say it differently if I was old. <laughs> I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. I think I'm just trying to break the news. and I'm going to say it as Erwin. Because Erwin just doesn't, Erwin, 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 doesn't feel right. You might catch me saying Erwin a couple times with a V. But I think for right now I'm going to go with Erwin. Yeah, if you want to mix it up, try and you know show me up. Go for it. Erwin has Aaron's basement key. And he's telling him that he's in a dungeon because he's in military police custody. He tells Aaron he'll, he's going to return the key later. Don't worry. He's just keeping it safe for now, which if I were Aaron, I would not trust that. Now the crazy part is he already knows that said basement from said key supposedly holds the secret to the Titans and so loudmouth drunk Pixis had to have told Irwin this. Yeah, I guess he he already let it slip to him and uh, Levi thinks it's a pretty convenient story that Aaron lost his memory and his father is missing, which couldn't help but to agree with him. Yeah, it's it's almost like Grisha being gone these past five years just gets blow, swept under the rug so many times. And so I'm glad Levi brings it up. Yeah, Levi, he's, he's not having it. It's like Irwin's kind of, he's siding with, Aaron a little bit right now he's got you can tell he almost has trust in him even though he doesn't know him well i think it's like two different personalities erwin's thinking all the same thing levi's saying but he's too much of a gentleman to just outright say it levi just doesn't give a fuck so he doesn't give a shit and i love levi for that erwin calls off levi by telling him that they had already agreed there wasn't a reason for aaron to lie and that he's just interested in his intentions and immediately jumps into the fact that to get to Dr. Yeager's basement, they will have to retake Walmaria, and to do that, we need to seal another hole. So they start we're, talking about holes we're right. We're right back into it. He, uh, he mentions that perhaps the Colossal and Armored Titan work the same way that Eren does, and that he holds the key to saving humankind from despair. And boy, do I have good news for Erwin, because Aaron has been wanting to kill all the Titans for quite a while now, and he tells him just that. And Levi, who by the way called Aaron a scumbag about 30 seconds ago, says that he will be in charge of Aaron, and it's not because he trusts him. He also brings up the fact that he has no problem killing him on the spot, and with that, Aaron is accepted into the scout Regiment. Yeah, and Levi's also, if even if Aaron turns Titan, the way we've seen Levi the past couple scenes, his fighting skills, he could still probably take Aaron no matter what. Sure, surely. But uh, that's it. We get to another end of an episode. I think we pick things back up, like I said. Mm-hmm. This was good, and now we're moving on. This kind of feels like a close to that one arc or one section we were on. We're opening back up. Aaron's part of the scout regiment now. We're going to get more of Levi and Erwin, which is a good thing. Interesting characters. But uh, but yeah, if you had any takes on this episode or you wanted to tell us how you say Erwin or how we should say it or you just want a new friend, send an email to chronicles at gmail.com. We're happy to oblige by sending you a response. Yeah. And subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. We're the AOT Chronicles. Um, the podcast chronicles on YouTube is our username, right? Right, because we've got big intentions for oh, this yeah. this uh, corporation. If you think down the AOT line. is the only show we're going to be covering, well, you're wrong. You're just wrong. And if you think that we're only exclusively covering shows, you might just be wrong about that. Yep. It's we've got such big plans to have. I think seven downloads uh, over twelve episodes as the recording of this podcast. Things are really growing, and we're making moves. Money moves. With that being said, thanks for tuning in. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Chad. Peace. Peace.